You were about to say something, weren't you? I don't even know if I could go in the same digits with any film. I just feel bad. You're like, you at least made it. <laughs> that, one, that one show, Little Red Riding Hood. Hoodwinked? Hoodwinked. No, Hoodwinked that's, is not a single digit. Hoodwinked is 30 though. plus. No. Yes, Hoodwinked no. is 35, no. 36. That's a nine. <laughs> no, no. Nostalgia factor puts it no, in the 30s. Absolutely not. The only movie I would I could ever rate in the teens was Doctor Doolittle with Robert Downey Jr. Really? That was by far the worst film I've ever seen in my life. Welcome back to Netflix Therapy, where we review only original Netflix films. We're your hosts, Danny and Dirty, and we give you in-depth ratings, semi-expert opinions, and interesting facts about each film. Thank you for joining us today. If you haven't joined us before, this is a show where we review Netflix-only originals. We give movie stats, movie facts, our feelings, and provide you with the smallest dose of film therapy. This week's film was Against the Ice. The plot overview. Exploring Greenland's vast landscape for a lost map, two men must fight to survive. Based on the true story of Denmark's 1909 polar expedition. For a cast, we have Nikolaj Kosterwalda as the captain, Joe Cole as Ivor Iverson, and Haida Reed as Naja Holm. The director is Peter Flint. He is a Danish director. He directed Arn, the Knight Templar, Eye of the Eagle, and Beatles. As in the Beatles movie. But not Yesterday, the Beatles movie. Yeah. Just the Beatles movie. It's called Just Beatles. Um, and this is a Netflix original. Movie Stats. Released on February 5th, 2020. This is a recent film. Budget of I Have Wait, February no... February 15th, 2022. Is that what I said? I think you said February 5th, 2020. Well, it's... They're close. It's in the <laughs> same month. February 15th, 2020. 2022. 2022. <laughs> Runtime, an hour and 43 minutes. Perfect length for a film, mm-hmm. and budget could not find for the third week in a row. Next week, I have to, I don't want to say punish myself, that sounds weird, but I have, <laughs> so I have to <laughs> go through some sort of traumatic experience while I'm giving this podcast. Because that's what you said you would that's do. That's why I, I have got, I'm a man of my word, Dirty will help me come up with a dirty... No, don't. Irresponsible. Don't. No, we're not going to Punishment. Call it that. Uh, the ratings, it's got a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 56% Rotten Tomatoes with a 44% audience score, kind of close to last week's film, 49% Metacritic, 89% Google reviews. What do you got for us? Notably, I just would say that the 44% and the 49% are the lowest there. And one is an audience score and the other is Metacritic. Google reviews is so high though. They have a mind of their own. I know, but sometimes they're like relatively close. This is like a 40 percentage point difference. Whoever has Google products doesn't have, doesn't vote on Rotten Tomatoes. Like they're not (laughs) the same people. If you have an account with Rotten Tomatoes, you don't use Google. Use Yahoo or something like that. Use Hotmail to rate movies or something. (laughs) Hotmail? You don't, (laughs) whatever the rating system is, you don't use Google. Well, I think it's easy because you just Google it and you say if you like it or not. You're like, boop. A lot of people are like just passively like it. You go, boop. But like a lot of the critics would be like, that takes they the time to go something. on the website. Right. So who's more credible? I don't know. The general audience? Rotten Tomatoes. One way to say three words, you would like to lead us off. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> yes, telling I, yes, you. Yes, I would. You would like, this is your, in your interest. Yes. Okay. Wow. I kept them all to one word. Wow. Without hyphens. This is my first word. My first word is uninteresting. <laughs> oh no and I mean oh no I mean primarily the first third to a half of the movie 
I found extremely... Uh-oh. But is this defining the movie, or is this your personal take on it? Both. People are using these words to decide if they're going to watch this film. Yeah. And you chose uninteresting. If you can get through the first third or half, or if you could just spark notes it and then watch the last 50 minutes of the movie, it'd save you the first 50 minutes. Are you sure you're not defining windfall? <laughs> Is this last week's film? You don't, I can't. You should bring this up. <laughs> the first 50 minutes were good. So uninteresting. My second word, bipolar. And it's funny because polar is in the word. Ah, that was when I had the aha at the beginning of when we were talking. Kind of goes with the interesting is that I don't find, I found the second half, besides the ending, really good. Really? Like, I really liked it. But then just, like, the characters, too. Like, they're just so vastly different. And how much I like them and how much I like the movies just changing all the time. I feel they're bipolar, but then I feel like I'm bipolar because I'm, like, I keep changing my mindset of what I think about it. Well, I'm glad the movie didn't change you at all. And finally, my last word is apathy. I have apathy towards the characters. You don't care about the characters. When they're about to die in the first half, I was like, I feel no emotion towards you at all. <laughs> you could die and it would not. I would wait, not wait, wait. Sleep is it because it. they have no backstories? And yep. somehow you. Oh, 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 okay. I'm still bitter about last week's film, but whatever. Shut up. It's over. Do you need to be told why you like them? Oh my Do you need gosh. to be given a, a backstory? So told stupid. how to think? It's not like that. You're being stupid. Uh, no. Because they, it doesn't even tell you what country they're with for like the first third of the movie. I don't want to get into it too much right now. I'm going to get into it later in my uh, review, but that's it. I'm going to stop there. I was trying to be subjective with mine. Objective. Whatever is the opposite of... What you usually say about my feelings yes. and stuff? Yeah, so objective. Yes, I, I was trying to come from an objective approach because somebody was particularly cruel to me last week. Oh possibly my two gosh. people. So I changed this isn't my... This the second episode of Windfall. <laughs> it's Windfall Part 2. <laughs> Danny Strikes Back. <laughs> okay. Power. This is my first word. Power. There was a power dynamic between the two. Never got along. And it's funny because, like... I don't, like, it says they were friends later on. Yeah, they're like, I don't know this how. Day or whatever it was. I'm like, I feel like they hated each other the whole time. The captain was just pissed that Ivor's with him. And Ivor's just trying to get lucky, like, with some crazy expedition. <laughs> you know, like, I just felt like there was a strong power dynamic between the two. So there's no chemistry. Mm. Doesn't mean I don't like the characters. That's fair. Uh, indifferent. So that kind of goes along with, I guess I probably should use the same word, but I felt like they were just so indifferent to each other. Like, they had to force conversations. And most of those conversations didn't even go anywhere. <laughs> because, like, hey, you want soup? You want this soup I found? Hopefully it's not expired. It's in a can. Also, I didn't think they came out with canned food until World War One, But maybe I'm super off. Can you Google that? Like, right now? <laughs> can you check? Why when are you did, when was canned, canned food invented? Because I was thinking about it the whole time, like, canned food wasn't a thing. That or I failed my history class. <laughs> I don't think they bring it up in history class. Uh, British merchant Peter Durand patented the method of storing foods in cans made of tin on behalf of French national Philippe de Garde in 1811. Dang it. Well, I was off by a hundred I mean, that's years. like the start. It might have, like, become really big. I mean, this is clearly pretty close to World War One, though. It's like within a couple of years of it. So we'll Anyways. Just, we'll just say you're right. And the last one was long. I'm not saying the movie was long because it was only an hour and 40-something minutes. Mm. It was just, they're on ice. How entertaining can you make that? Like, it's just ice. It's not even like a desert. There's no snakes or scorpions. It's just ice 
<laughs> so it, it felt particularly wrong for like a storyline because they had to keep going back. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw the exact same scenery. Somehow I have seen the same scenery in Greenland twice now because somebody forgot to bring their notes home with them. Like I don't, oh my gosh. I don't, I'm like, uh, this is, this is getting long. Yeah. That's ironic. One of my words is going to be beautiful because I love the scenery. The ice? Yeah. You love it was super pretty. And the fact that they filmed most of it there. Oh, that's a different thing. Yeah. Well, they filmed the majority of the film in Iceland, which is kind of interesting. On that's, glaciers. Because that's not Greenland. No, maybe not glaciers. Ice. They filmed it on ice in Iceland. <laughs> Did you see it was based on the book Two Against the Ice by Einar Mikkelsen? But that book is a real story. Because that's the captain. Yeah, that's his story. So it's his an autobiography. Account. He wrote it. Low-key, I think I'd like the book better. That's cool. Yeah. Like, that he wrote a book about it. There's not, like, a fiction book about the story and then a fiction movie about it. There's a real book and then a fake movie about it. Does this go along? Is this working at all? Should I just <laughs> Maybe I should just back up. No, I just, I'm already fed up with you, so that's a problem. <laughs> like, ever since the beginning, you're so hostile. <laughs> I don't have the I just, capacity. I just, I Make up for being double team last week. It's not my fault you chose a bad opinion. 865 days on ice. That's how many days these two poor souls were stuck in Greenland. 865. Have you ever done anything for 865 days consistently? No. Not even school because you have summer break. That's two years and some change. A lot of change. That's so much. Like at first it was like one day. I'm like, oh, I hope the food lasts. And then it was like. 100 days. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then it was like 700 days. I'm like, I don't even, like, I think it'd be better if they died at this point. Like, this is so long. But they had so much food. It was weird. I'm like, maybe the director did a bad way, or maybe this is how it actually was. But there were scenes where they're starving to death, eating the liver of a dog. And then the next scene, they're plump and fresh because they got storage of food at this cabin. And then they go back out, starve themselves to get that, get all these sunburns, and then they find a can of like. I was like, can the human body like do that? Is that possible? To just starve yourself for like weeks and then just get plumped back up and then do it again? Like, walk me through this process. <laughs> well, I mean, I I think my goats can do it in their backyard because they gain like thirty pounds within like two weeks and then lose it when it becomes summer. So if we're like goats, then yes. I mean, there's like the point of that they left a bunch of food. So yeah, like they would get more plump and it cuts between 20, 40, 100 days at a time. So maybe just sitting in the cabin, eating food, not really doing much versus a 200 mile trek into the wilderness would be that drastic of a difference. It's sad how many dogs they killed, which was all of them. <laughs> there was 19 of them, in case you're wondering, all real dogs. And they had to kill every one of them on set. I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I was like, that is not true. That There was no actual... Dogs they were, were starving. They didn't have any food. Is is No, you know, that's no. There's, there's no grocery stores in Greenland in the 1900s. Yeah, but this was shot in Iceland with 138 no, people as a crew. What do you think the crew ate? 138 people? They're not going to eat off dogs. You just cut it, thin slice. We totally skipped over the rotten reviews. Let me start with the first rotten critic we have. This is by Simran Hans. He says a tense encounter with an angry polar bear and a phantom hot air balloon 
are highlights during the endless plodding across the <laughs> frozen wilderness. So don't laugh. Do you agree with that? Um, you kind of said that. You said it was long. Uh, when I... I don't know if it was this review. It might be one further down. But when I grabbed this review, I was like, this is the film. This review is the film. There was some really just random... Like when there was the polar bear was so random. I forgot polar bears even existed that far into the film. I'm like, there's none. They don't even have... They didn't see it, you know. But then he just wrecks him. Also, I think, like, he would have been more hurt. Like, the polar bear stepping on your chest. Didn't they make, like, a cracking sound? I don't know. Your ribs are broken, dude. Hey, no he problem. Had, yeah, but he had a bunch of layers on. Like, he said that like, he just got a little bit torn up. I just feel like a bear attack would have been a lot worse. I mean, maybe well, we need to read the book. Yeah, exactly. But, 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 here's my thing. I had the hot air balloon, the phantom hot air balloon, was a real hot air balloon. Kind of. So, like, what? in order to... Well, this is a movie fact. Okay. In order to, like, make it work, they took a hot air balloon, basically chopped off the top, and then they, like, pulled it to a levee. Oh. But it was essentially a hot air balloon. Hmm. So when I watched that, I was like, dang, I thought that was all CGI. But it wasn't. Hmm. It was 50% CGI. Anyways, only the balloon part was CGI. Yeah, only, like, the bright, bright <laughs> colors and everything that matters. And you don't know. Like, how often do you know, like, how much is... CGI now and how much is real like I wasn't even sure if this was a green screen or not but they shot the whole freaking thing in ice it looked really realistic though so that's what I was wondering I was like I think they shot most of it there and like what did they say it's like 24 hours a day 35 days on location shooting so yeah. they got a little 35 like, taste. days yeah <laughs> on location 24 hours a day would you want to spend 35 days in Iceland for any reason uh yes I want to go to Iceland but not just strictly on the ice <laughs> I like the other parts yeah. of Iceland a little bit more than just strictly ice. Next review. The suspenseful scenes don't quite come together. The effects are not that convincing. I don't know if I'd say that. Overall, it never feels as thrilling as it should. James Luxford. What do you got for me, Dirty? I disagree. I mean, I disagree with all you negative people. Like, I do... Th if he's talking about suspenseful, se suspenseful scenes in the beginning, yes. Like, they don't have any meaning behind them. Like you said, there's no background to characters. I don't really care to see him yeah. when he either almost flew off a cliff with his dogs or when the dog fell, felt nothing. So you didn't think it was suspenseful? Because he says it doesn't come together. Yeah. But. I think from that, that range of like you're halfway through the movie to, to a little bit towards the end is the best part because it's long and more realistic. Like the first part feels like we're trying to tell a story to get to the part where we want to actually film. And then when we get to there, True. it's like, now we can get the message across. This is how people react in this kind of situation. This is how long it would feel. This is like what you would struggle with. So that made a lot more sense than just like, why are they there? What's their purpose? What are they doing? Yeah. Why does an island in, like an island in Greenland mean anything? They're like trying to sprint to like what matters. So they just got to cover up all their tracks with at the very beginning. Yeah, but if I watched the first three minutes, I would turn it off. Because I wasn't even. It wasn't even necessary. No. Oh, that opening scene was good, though. Ripping off his toe. Yeah, but what does that have to do with the rest of the movie? Where does that know. fit in? I don't know. Well, well, he does... I don't know what his job was, but he does convince whoever's in charge to send a, a search party twice. So he is important because he knows what it's like. But I don't know why they showed him... Because the guy at the first, is that the guy that is has the cane the rest of the movie? Yeah, that's the same guy. Okay. Did you not know that? No. Okay, well, that probably pieces. It makes more sense now. <laughs> makes more. But they don't put that together because they just it just assume you should know the characters, but you don't. 
know some story. I think that's the whole reason they made the movie is because nobody knows the story. Yeah. But Danish if you're, people if are you're awesome. gonna do that, you should just explain the story. They just assume everyone knows it, but we don't. So it's just confusing and frustrating. I think there was a lot of characters at the beginning that didn't need that weren't necessary. Yeah. Just show the captain and the mechanic and then some guy dissing on them for getting together. Yeah. It was kind of funny when he's like, Do any volunteers? And nobody volunteered <laughs> for like a day. It's like, okay, cool. I guess I'll do it myself. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't really agree with that, but Okay, let's go to the last one. It says, it's a known fact that Mickelson and Iverson made it home, but Against the Ice doesn't succeed in making us feel anything when they do. Ooh, I feel like you should comment on that. I do. I mean, like I said, I don't like the ending. It, like, doesn't feel necessarily fulfilling because they're just home. He meets his girlfriend for a second, and it's like, he's married. Like, they get home, but there's, like, did it matter that they got home? They're like, Greenland's now all of ours, but why does that matter? The best part I feel like the film had was that it had an analysis of human behavior in a situation where it would be difficult. Because, like, I've seen the movie The Lighthouse, and it's, like, a good movie. Uh, but it's, like, it's supernatural and, like, obviously not true. Yeah. But this movie's, like, what actually happened to these people. And, like, you read most of the things, like, it's pretty accurate. There's a few differences. Like, Mickelson recounts that the dogs often fought with polar bears when, that they encountered, but none were, none were mauled to death like they were in the film. Wow. Um, later in the film, a polar bear tries to break into the hut. You know that part. Yeah. Um, but they actually... That was a real polar bear. In reality... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in reality, the event was much scarier. The bear actually got inside and Whoa. was shot by Iverson. So he did have the gun. Yeah. So yeah. scarier in person. Um, and then finally, in reality, the, Dan- the Danish government wasn't against a rescue mission. They just didn't want to risk more fatalities. And more freaking money. And so as it says, while some minor changes were made to the story for dramatic effect, Against the Ice is a close account of what truly happened to Einar and Ivor. That was the biggest problem I had with this. Not the biggest problem, but the hardest challenge I had with this film is like, I want to judge this movie, but like, how do, how do I judge this film when it's based off of a real story and the real story is amazing? It's a phenomenal story. It's like if they made a, well, I guess they did. What was the the Boston Marathon movie? Uh-huh. It was way good with Mark Wahlberg. I haven't seen that. It's it's super good. It's but it's kind of like, well, I hope they do a good job because it's a crazy story, you know. <laughs> and that's how I felt about this. I'm like, the story is phenomenal. I just don't know if the film measures up to it. Mm-hmm. But it's hard because it's like I don't want to judge. I don't want to say this film sucks because that implies that I hated the <laughs> I hated all of these guys. <laughs> Their three-year expedition was for nothing. You know, I don't feel that way. No, I mean, that makes sense because, like, you, when he wakes up in the middle of the night when he has that dream about the bear and the the cairn. Yeah. He's like, we need to go back. He's like, it's not, our journey, if we get saved, it's not worth it because we don't have anything to prove for it. Which they, yeah, or reaffirm, say, yeah, and a, an explorer that doesn't come back with tangible evidence was a worthless explorer or something. And it makes sense. Imagine if the situation, like you said, the actual story of, you have to go two miles, 200 miles there, 200 miles back. That's like insane. And that's daunting. So like the actual fact of it seems like out of this world amazing to me. But the movie, like you said, like I don't, they don't portray that. Having to go 400 miles just to grab a piece of paper. <laughs> like that's, that's crazy. And they're, I feel like they should have focused a little bit more on like what that would have cost them mentally to have to go do that. It was kind of like... Okay, let's let's put this into mind. What do you think would be harder? Staying in a cabin for 100 days or traveling across the ice for 100 days with no food 
and like five dogs that you're just gonna end up eating. I'm not biased. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you I, think? Is I harder? would stay in the cabin. You think the cabin's easier? Yeah, you have your food there. You wait for the people to pick you up. Well, and I think they were trying to put a spin on it because they don't show very many scenes of like. I mean, I don't know what they're going to show, just people starving to death on the ice, so maybe it was good that they didn't. But I think that that would take less of a psychological toll on you than staying at a cabin with food. I mean, that bro was seeing his wife every single day, and they obsessed over a picture. I probably would, too. But I think the cabin fever would take a more... Like, I took out an approach as, like, when they have a goal, like, it's easier for them to do stuff than when they don't have any goals and they're just waiting, they go crazy in the cabin. But I kind of wish, but at the same token, I wish I would have seen them more on the ice. Yeah. I want to see them starve to death. When he threw up because they ate that liver, I was like, yes, yeah. this is suffering. I want to know what it's like. I'm Because I'm not going to do that. Because imagine <laughs> you know? if they showed like one second of your hands freezing and then like this day and then second oh, and then day, then day. That would be cool. And it just adds up. Like your nails fall off on day 30. Yeah. And then it, that's all it shows. Yeah. We need to make a film. I do agree. I think that f- the focus on the cabin, like that's not a bad thing to focus on either. But even then, I, I don't know. It seemed like bipolar in what they wanted to focus on. Maybe they wanted to show more, but I mean, they were only 35 days on set. And like watching the behind the scenes video, they're freezing their A off. <laughs> like it's, it's like the snow that is blowing is real snow. Like they're not... <laughs> It's like these guys are frozen, you know, so maybe that's why they couldn't. But. That's why you just get rid of the first 30 minutes and focus on the good stuff. Because well, it didn't help me understand anyways. They had to find the stuff. Like well, they had yeah. to find the maps. That was important. Yeah, but they could have done it quicker. They could have done it in a different way. They could have done flashbacks while he's in the cabin. I don't know. Whatever they did, I didn't like it. I was sad when he lost his dog, but I wasn't that sad. Yeah. You're like, obviously I'm sad because it's a cute dog. Yeah, and it's your best dog. Did it affect anything afterwards? No. <laughs> Nobody was attached There's to it. There's no results. Even it the captain died. was like, when I tell you to cut the dog, you cut the dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, no no remorse. Okay, so... Uh, uh, tell us what you think. Give us your no, thoughts. I was going to say you should go first. Oh, okay, fine. Because I went first last time, remember? I know, but I already know what you're going to say. No, you don't. If you already know what I was going to say, why don't you say it for me? Here's what I thought. Okay. Um, this was another film like The Adam Project, and I hate when films do this to me, <laughs> where I liked it more the more I researched about it. Ugh. The more I looked it up, the more I saw the, oh man, that sucks, it's so cold. Ah, oh, they had 19 dogs. They had a dog trainer on set. That's so much work. It's like, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't move away from the fact that the movie kind of sucked, you know, but it's like, it's hard because you have respect for the directors and everybody involved. It's just like, I just wish that you could just pull it together. Just tie up the loose ends, you know? Make it a little tighter. <laughs> don't let, don't make it such a glaring hole in between the scenes, you know? So that was one problem. The other thing I thought was, it, I, it's not like I didn't like this film. Like, I walked away, I was like, this is okay. The problem is, like I said before, was distinguishing the real story that I thought was phenomenal from the actual film. Like, the actual film was just okay. But the story's phenomenal. And another thing I pulled from that is, like, I cared more. Because they did such a piss-poor job at, like, telling me why it's so significant that they find these notes for Greenland and that, wow, the Americans, wow, wow, wow. Like, maybe I just don't know history. But, like, show it to me. 
show me that America is going to take over the world if they don't find this map. Like, the significance of the events or the evidence that they were trying to find was so poorly described that I could not give a dang whether they found it or not. I'm like, just just stay warm, bro. Like, (laughs) I cared more about their survival than I did what they were trying to find, which maybe that's good character development or maybe that's just really bad writing. But that's how I felt about that. And overall, it's ice. I don't know how much you can do with ice. You know, like, I don't know. You can do a lot with ice, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much shots you can do in the snow and make it interesting. Like, I guess you said, like, we could do frostbite. You could do, you know, you could do a bunch of stuff. But, like, in the end, it's just a survival film. Hmm. And, like, there's not a lot you can do in the Arctic without just showing people freezing their butt off, you know, and starving to death. That's really the only thing that happens to you in the Arctic. (laughs) So that's very Arcticist. Yeah. As a rating, I give this like a 23. It wasn't bad. It wasn't phenomenal. I think that this, the actual story was the bare bones that kept it up. But anything to do with uh, the captain's wife just made me cringe <laughs> so much. Get her out of the picture. Don't, they kind of ruined it with the ending, but I'm sure you'll touch on that. So, like, 23, if you like survivalist films, watch it i recommend it to you if you're looking for like a true story there's better true stories out there hmm. and this one just maybe didn't have the budget for it i have no idea because i couldn't find <laughs> I it you don't have the budget. what do you got do you agree do you disagree i think i actually was i was i for one of the first times i thought you made a really good point oh like, you not only made a really good point oh. but you phrased it really well is that there we need was to, wait rerun that? No, I want you I'm to re, rerun this. Um, <laughs> it you pointed out it's just they don't have drive for what they're doing. Like obviously in real life they would have had something, but they just do such a poor job that like characters don't matter to me. They're not likable. A dog's death doesn't matter to me, and so it's like I'm already halfway through the movie, and then I'm starting to get some feeling towards them because I'm a basic human and I don't want them to die. <laughs> you just feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, I just, I don't have anything for the characters and they're not necessarily relatable except for that Ivor's just kind of a good guy. And so you're kind of rooting for him just because he's empathetic. But you don't really know why he signed up. No. <laughs> I don't even think he knows why he signed up. No. The whole thing. It's like. And I think there's some deeper topics you could focus on and like, I liked the ending where I was like, I guess I'm lucky because I didn't work on the Titanic. And yeah. I was like, that's an interesting, because there's some topics I feel like if you looked into, it could be more meaningful. But like you said, I just don't get the, I don't get the urgency of it. And the characters are not likable. The most impressive actors in my eyes were the dogs. <laughs> um, they, I mean, the dog trainers did a good job. I was convinced they were, they were pole dogs and I'm pretty sure yeah. they were. Yeah. So. <laughs> they did a way good job. Yeah. And they rode the sleds, which I thought was cool. They actually rode the sleds. Oh. Yeah. That is cool. I don't know how many times, but for like the long shots. I'm sure, they yeah. Did. I'm sure yeah. a good amount they did. Yeah. Um, I actually found that the movie was better on my laptop than on the TV. Did you watch it on your laptop? Part of it. So we were watching on the on the TV screen. Yeah. And it kept like buffering. Uh, and then that was my, happening last week. Yeah, my girlfriend, the guest next week. She said, I think it's frozen. Get it? Because it's like... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So then we watched it on a laptop. And it was better on a laptop. I don't know what that means. I just wanted to make that point if you want to watch it. <laughs> watch it on a smaller screen. 
And my favorite scenes that give the only points I'm going to give it are from when they decide when he has a dream to have to go back and there's silence and a little bit of awkwardness. And they don't and leave a note. Yes. Oh. And then that scene when they get back and his interaction with him. Yeah. He walks right up to his face. Yeah. Say it. I know you want to say it. Say it. And they don't. And it's just, there's like really good interactions, but overall, their relationship's really weird. I think the silence was the best part in those kind of scenes and the actual dialogue. I, I give this film very little in its dialogue. I read, I was reading some of the reviews where the dialogue sucked. Yeah. And that the story writer needed to be fired. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was just, it was just bad. So, my rating would be a 21 out of 37. I thought you were going to go in the teens. I was, I was going to, I don't know, I was debating about it. I, the problem is I really, really liked the scenes that I liked. Like, they did some scenes really good. Like, like what were your favorites? Like I said, the... Quick overview. We have to go back. That scene I thought was phenomenal. When they get to the cairn and it's taken apart, I love that. Um, that we have to cross here to get over that, like, icy water. Yeah. I liked a lot. And then just, like, I, I liked the, the thought of the cabin and just having to deal with yourself and with another person who's crazy for a while. He's very crazy. Yeah. He's nuts. And it was just an interesting way to like look at it and like to quickly switch back between she's real, she's not, she's real, she's not, like from our perspective. I thought it was really good. A little overused. Yeah. But it was good. So I I give it a 21 for the set, for the scenes that were good, and because the story's awesome. You said you didn't like the end. No. Tell me. It just doesn't, I, like, you might have more to say than I Give do. Give me some meat. It doesn't, it just doesn't feel fulfilling. Like, you're there back, but it doesn't explain anything. And the wife is this unknown character who's a meanie head the whole time to him. Obviously, she's, like, <laughs> not real. He's in a very abusive yeah. relationship before this. The only thing that she's, like, ever nice about is, like, don't shoot him when he's about to shoot him. Other than that, she's just, like, you left me. I hate you. Is it, was this worth it? Yeah. She was real. I thought, literally, he has to take a boat all the way home. You couldn't be waiting at the docks. <laughs> you had to wait till he's getting his award. What, are you worried he's not famous? Like, why you wait so long to see this guy? He's literally about to go up, and now he's going to have, like, his heart ripped out by you in that dress. It's like, come on, man. Why do you wait? Because it's dumb. There's no motivation. And then the my favorite thing about the whole <laughs> the whole ending is the last, you know how they, like, at the end of every uh, historical film, they're always like, and so-and-so, live this way. And so, it's <laughs> yeah. like Ivor was like, and he never stepped foot on the ice. <laughs> like, nothing else? No marriage, kids, significance, no working on any more, <laughs> like, just, he never walked on ice. Like, <laughs> he never went back thank to you, the Netflix. Arctic, Thank you, Netflix. Thank you. I could assume that he probably would. <laughs> After he's been in two and a half years, he's almost dying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so overall, I just, it was it was poorly made. It could have been a lot better. Would you recommend it? If I could choose the scenes they watched, yes. But the movie as a whole. Close your eyes. Time. Okay, play. Yeah. Close your eyes. If I could like go on Netflix and be, go watch this one scene from this movie, it's awesome. And yes, but like, I would not recommend the movie, which I, I don't think I've said that strongly before on any of the movies. 
Like even though, like you should watch this if you kind of feel like this. I don't. I would not recommend it as a whole. I wish I knew the budget. It's like a million dollars, just to feed the dogs. Just to feed the dogs. To feed the a fake budget polar breakdown. Bears. Yeah, <laughs> a paid polar bear to come on set and attack <laughs> a dog. Those dogs stood no chance. <laughs> no. But like he said, the... he's so wrecked. He's like, guys, like, like, oh, they all got murked. I don't know how you didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. Gah, gah, gah. Just dogs barking and then instantly stop him. Like, he doesn't kill him that fast. And he says, like, <laughs> it even says the facts. Like, he fought the polar bears they encountered, but none were mauled to death. So, like, why would you put that in the film that they're just dead all of a sudden? Gah, gah. <laughs> Maybe they were dead before the polar bear got there. <laughs> they were all starving to death. <laughs> Freaking uh... Eggnard just killed him. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's the rating for today. I hope you enjoyed it because we didn't necessarily enjoy it. The rating, like the movie. We always enjoy being with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we will be having a guest. Her name is Emily, and the movie will be TBA, but we will post it on any sort of social media of when we decide what that is. Follow us, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you got to subscribe. I don't know what you do. Subscribe, follow. Leave a rating that's not leave a one star. Don't leave a fetching. I feel like if I say that, people are going to do it. <laughs> leave a four or higher. That's all I'm going to say. If you're going to rate it, just if you're going to go through the effort to rate it, don't rate it low. What is the point? Hater. And if you're <laughs> going to write a low one, write, rate it a five and give us a crappy like verbal... Attacking. A constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us crap. Give us just ruthless criticism. We're all in this together. But give us a five. Yeah. Give us the five. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Thank you. And we will see you next week. <laughs>